Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be talking about Michael Chandler, who will be fighting Dustin Poirier at UFC 281. And much similar to Dustin Poirier, this fight is a very important one for Michael Chandler, as it will tell us a lot about his place in the division. Will he win this fight and truly become a contender at 155? Or is he just going to be another money fighter? Someone who puts on entertaining fights and performances, win or lose, but in the end is not going to win the title or even get to a title show. And so far, it's been a mixed bag for Michael when it comes to his run with the UFC. Because when he signed with the promotion, there was a lot of hype surrounding it, considering his prolific career back in Bellator, where he became the lightweight champion. Now he was with the UFC and he was going to show if he really could hang with the top guys at 155. And after his debut against Dan Hooker, where he finished Dan in brutal fashion in the first round, it showed that yes, Michael Chandler does belong here and he's going to do something big at lightweight in the UFC. So after that one win, he got a shot at the vacant title. And although I personally didn't think he deserved it after one fight, I do understand why he got it, especially when we consider everything he'd done in Bellator. People were saying, oh, you have Michael getting a title shot after one win and then Tony Ferguson not getting it after a 12 fight win streak. And yes, I agree with that. That's a horrible thing to see. But in the end, Michael put in the work for years, way before before he came into the UFC. And sometimes when it comes to getting title fights, it's about timing. And for Michael, the timing was just perfect for him. So at UFC 262, he fought Charles Oliveira and he looked very close to finishing him in the first round. He was moments away from becoming a UFC champion. And what a story would have been had that happened. Someone who for years was a top guy at Bellator, but was unsure if he was ever going to display how good he was at the highest level of MMA. But now he got that chance and had he finished Charles, it would have been huge. But unfortunately for him, Charles was very tough. And early in the second round, he dropped Michael and this led to the finish. Regardless of this defeat, there was still a lot of hype around Michael. And it wasn't a defeat where it was like, okay, maybe he can't be a champion. He was very close to winning Charles. And then when you consider the run that Charles went on afterwards, it really made that defeat even better for Michael as he was the closest out of all the guys before Islam Makhachev, of course, to give Charles real troubles. So as long as Charles was the champion, that rematch had so much intrigue to it. Regardless, Michael moved on and at UFC 268, he fought the former interim champion, Justin Gaethje. And this fight was basically guaranteed fireworks. Both men are very entertaining and very tough. So it was destined to be a banger. And a banger it was. These guys went all out and it was such an entertaining brawl. But ultimately, the narrative was Justin was a step ahead for most of the fight, while Michael displayed his toughness and had some moments as well. But by the end, Justin won by unanimous decision. But even this defeat was huge for Michael. It wasn't a bad defeat where he wrote him off completely. It was a defeat where more people were willing to tune into his fights. He gained more fans from it. And you could feel the excitement from Michael despite him losing. 
he knew what he did out there. And I feel like because of that, he began to lean more towards the money fight route, where he would go up against big names in the division and put on entertaining fights and performances. He embraced that because after two defeats in a row, it was going to take a while before he got another crack at the title. And I think he understood that, which I applaud him for. But at the same time, he still had title aspirations and he was hoping to possibly get back there by winning his next fight against Tony Ferguson at UFC 274. Because yes, although Tony was no longer in his prime, he was still a big name. And this fight had a lot of heat towards it, as Tony famously said that Michael has Dana White privilege, which honestly, in a way, I kind of agree with, especially with how much Michael talks up about the UFC. I don't think there is another fighter in the promotion that speaks so highly about them. And I get it. Michael is coming from Bellator to the UFC. And right away, once he came into the UFC, he was treated so so well. Yes, of course he had to win a fight, but after just one fight, he gets a title shot. While Tony, like I said, 12 fight win streak didn't get a title shot. Of course, Michael will feel a certain way in regards to how the UFC treats their fighters. But honestly, I disagree with Michael on his take with this because the difference with him and these UFC fighters is that the UFC fighters had to go through so much before getting a title shot or not even getting one at all. Michael never really experienced what it's like to be a low-tier fighter with the promotion, while Tony has, and many other fighters have as well. So whenever I heard Michael talk about, oh, the UFC is so great, yes, I understand, but it's kind of a skewed view, and hence why I understand where Tony's coming from in regards to Michael's Dana White privilege. Regardless, there was heat going into this fight between the two, and ultimately, it ended with a brutal front kick to Tony's face that knocked him out cold. A highlight reel finish for Michael Chan. Chandler's career. And this built a lot of hype in him and momentum. He was not only back in the winning column, but he was coming off possibly the knockout of the year. But before that finish, you have to admit Tony was doing very well and most likely won that first round, which isn't the greatest to say because like I said, Tony is no longer in his prime and for him to look that good in round one, which was the best he looked in a very long time, I don't think that was a good look for Michael Chandler. And to me, it really solidified that yes, Michael is very good, can put on a fight against many of the top lightweights in the UFC, but in the end, I just don't believe he will become a champion. So that's why heading into this fight against Dustin Poirier, it's a very interesting spot for Michael because he has a lot of momentum behind him right now, despite him only winning his last fight. Because like I said, those two defeats weren't bad defeats. It showed a lot of promise for Michael, whether it was promise that he can still be a top guy at 155 or promise that he will put on a show, that he is an entertaining fighter. And even though he's embracing the role as a money fighter, especially by taking this fight against Dustin Poirier, who is also, in my opinion, a money fighter, he still has aspirations to fight for the title again. And I understand why he feels that way, especially with how nice of a finish he got against Tony Ferguson. And like I said in my last video, I believe that's going to play a huge factor going into this fight against Dustin Poirier. You could feel the excitement, the energy from Michael right now. 
And I feel like that's a contrast to Dustin, who is coming off of a defeat to Charles Oliveira for the title, which was almost a year ago at this point. So not only is Dustin coming off a loss, but he also hasn't fought in a while. And you know me, I talk about momentum all the time, and the momentum is just in favor for Michael Chandler. But at the same time, I have to admit, I do believe Dustin is still the more skilled fighter. Plus, he's also very tough. And I believe that if this fight becomes a brawl, yes, both men strive in those type of fights, but ultimately, I think Dustin will do better. I could see this fight going down similarly to how Michael versus Justin Gaethje went. It's going to be a brawl, but ultimately, Michael is going to be applauded more for his heart and his effort. And maybe I'm just playing mental math here because Dustin beat Justin and Michael lost to Justin. But at the same time, I just feel like that's how it could go down, especially when we consider that Dustin is the younger fighter. He's 33 years old, while Michael is 36. Age is not on Michael's side right now, especially in this young lightweight division. And as much as I say that Dustin is way older in fight years due to all the mileage he has gone through, the same could be said about Michael Chandler, who has taken so much damage over the years, especially in Bellator. But man, the confidence from Michael right now is what really tips me off in regards to who I will pick. Regardless, let's say Michael does win this fight. Do I think he gets a title shot afterwards? I don't think so. Yes, you beat the number two guy in the division, but Dustin truly isn't the number two guy in the division compared to these other fighters. I feel like Michael needs at least one more win, and that should be against someone like Benil Dariush or Charles Oliveira. But for him to beat Dustin and then get a shot at the title against Islam Makashev just really doesn't make sense to me. And let's just be honest, Islam is going to beat him quite easily. I know people have been saying, oh, Michael is a favorable matchup towards Islam because he has good wrestling and has a lot of power in his hands. Do we see what Islam Makashev did to Charles Oliveira at UFC 280? If he could do that to Charles, imagine what he could do to Michael Chandler. And look, that's no slight to Michael. I believe that's just the case for most lightweights right now if they fight Islam. So for me, a win for Michael, yes, it will be good for his career in regards to moving closer to the title, but I still don't believe he deserves a title shot afterwards. I think he needs at least one more win before we talk about that. And to be honest, I don't even favor him in one of those wins if it's against Benil or Charles. That's why I'm more okay with Michael embracing his role as a money fighter. So if he loses this fight, I think he'll embrace that even more because the path for him to a title shot after a defeat to Dustin Poirier is going to be way more difficult. But in the end, as entertaining as Michael Chandler is, and as good as he is as well, I just don't think he has what it takes right now to get to the top and become a UFC champion. Well, what do you think? Will Michael Chandler beat Dustin Poirier? And does he still have what it takes to become a UFC champion? But that's a lot for now, so I'll see him on my next one.